everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast and we've had it too easy on this show because if you go over to the sister podcast, which is Screams After Midnight that I do with Tim, the horror movie podcast, you'll know that I would say the majority of the movies we cover on that show are mediocre to painful. And we have, a, you know, it's, it's almost like when we find a good movie, we're like, oh my God, a good movie. And we're crying with tears of happiness and it's so good. <laughs> it's <Right>? a 10. <laughs> this podcast, we have been too easy on ourselves. We, we have been like, you know, picking, oh, this, this do, you know, you know, Clockwork Horns, this do Alien, this do. We've been picking all these classics or, or gems from the past that we know we like already for the most part. And the few times we've went, oh, let's do a movie from the last year or so that's, you know, went to Netflix or went to Amazon or something. And they've not been great. We kind of veered away from it out of fear. Uh, and I'm here to say today that, no, we have to commit to actually covering some new movies occasionally. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll find really, some gems. I really, really don't want to do Gemini Man. <laughs> oh, we have to, though. We have to do Gemini Man <laughs> at some point. So today we're going to do arguably the, the newest, uh, maybe not counting like a Netflix straight to release or something that's happened since. Probably but... the best science fiction movie of 2020. Well, the fact that nothing came out after March uh, means that there's not a lot of competition. Although, arguably, Sonic's a uh, a sci-fi movie, technically. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I did. It's te- Do we have to review it then? Where do people want to review? I mean, I I saw uh, and it, he's technically an alien in it who's traveled from another planet, so <laughs> it's kind of sci-fi, I guess. Okay, but. We're here to talk about Bloodshot. We're here to talk about Vin Diesel's latest vehicle, uh, and that's just a that's a regular term in Hollywood for an actor who gets like a movie just for them to be a star. That's not a pun because he's the star of Fast and the Furious one through well one, and then four through nine, <laughs> soon to be ten or eight, soon to be nine, and then soon to be ten because I've already started shooting the last one. Anyway, the point is, is if Vin Diesel is in here, it's based on a comic book, a Valiant comic book. Which I I was familiar with the name of, but I never read it. Uh, Valiant's a publisher who kind of relaunched everything early in the decade. Uh, obviously the previous decade, not this one that just started. And they kind of did this thing where they relaunched all their main books and Bloodshot was one of them. And I actually, I think when I heard about it, I thought it was a vampire-y thing. Cause I, maybe because of the title, I thought it was like a vampire soldier or something like that. And it's not really vampire. Yeah. There's blood related, but it's not vampire-y. It's a... Uh, in fact, it's more science fiction, obviously, which is why we're doing it. It's just nanites and technology and wacky super soldier technology and all that stuff. So, yeah, so we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get any spoilers somewhere in the middle. And there is actually, surprisingly, a, a fairly big thing to spoil in this, if you don't know the premise, like, you know, in what depth. if you haven't watched the trailer? I never saw the... Well, I think I did see the trailer at some point, but I don't remember it. So, what was the, is the big okay. reveal in the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh, jeez, okay. Uh, well, I'll still save for spo- spoilers, just in case if someone wants to go in cold, if you really care about Bloodshot. But, uh, yeah, so Vin Diesel plays the, uh, a soldier who dies, and he's brought back in this experimental thingamajig. I mean, the original comic, let's be honest, was probably... I mean, I, I, I don't actually know when the original comic, before it was rebooted, started, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it started after Robocop, and Robocop <laughs> might have had a hand in inspiring the, the idea. There's uh, some Robocop elements in here. 
But we got a few other things, uh, a few other actors, I should say, in here that you might know. Uh, Isaac Gonzalez, who I only really know from Baby Driver, is in here. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I've seen her in. Uh, we have Toby Kebbell. Koba. Uh, Victor Von Doom from oh, Fantastic. Koba. <laughs> He's Victor All Von Doom. All other roles don't exist. He has the worst agent. <laughs> It, well, he's in a good Black Mirror episode, at least. That is true. That is true. He's got that he's, to his name. He, he, you know, just like uh, the other guy, the John Connor guy. Oh, I'm uh, always going to root for him. Jason Isaacs, because they were both in Dawn of the Planet Clark. of the Apes. Just, uh, Jason Clark. No, Jason Isaacs is the dude from like uh, the Patriot and Harry Potter and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, oh, I saw. Oh, yeah, he was a captain in Discovery. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, so you got uh, Toby Kebble, uh, you got Tallulah Riley, who I recognised and then realised what she was from. She's actually a host on Westworld. Uh, not a, a, a super big role, but she more prominent in season one more than anything. But uh, she's in there. Uh, and then you got uh, Lamorne Morris, who I didn't know the name of, but I recognised him and I was like, what's he from? He looks familiar. And he's actually a regular character on New Girl, because uh, I saw some of that show at some point. So, uh so he 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 plays like kind of the one of the nerdy guys in here, the techies. <laughs> but so you have do you want know some recognizable faces? And I know to top it all off, you have Guy Pierce who's running the whole Super Soldier program. It's not called that, of course, but I'm just that's what I'm calling it because I'll be damned if I can remember what they called it in the movie. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure, but they're all like wounded warriors. <laughs> yeah, everyone who's in it is someone who's there's like a guy who's lost his legs, so he's got like, you know mech legs. And then there's a guy who lost his eyesight, so they gave him what I'll basically call Geordie vision. He can see stuff mm -hmm. in a more fancy way now with his implants. He doesn't, he doesn't have the visor, right. but same idea. Uh, and then Isaac Gonzalez is also one of them, and she, she something happened to her respiratory system, so she's got like a, a synthetic one. She's got like a metal bit in her chest, and she breathes better yeah. than people. I'm not quite sure because all the other ones seem like they're, they're more advanced in some way than regular humans. I don't know if hers actually gives her a, a benefit. I don't remember seeing one throughout the movie, uh, because because you know the the guy who has the robotic legs can now like run really fast and jump high and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy with the eyesight can now see things that humans you know he can see infrared, he can see like X rays and stuff, whatever. Like he can, he see can stuff. use external cameras to see all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can you can do a variety of things. And then you got Vin Diesel's character who gets his body basically turned into nanites, or his blood's turned into nanites or some shit. And he can reform his body, the nanites can repair him for a star, but he can also, like, access the internet and search things really quickly because all of his body are made up of little computers, essentially. So he can do that. I wasn't expecting that part of it. No, me neither. I thought it was going to be indestructible, but I didn't expect him to be, be like, hacking into things like uh, yeah. the Terminatrix from Terminator 3, that film, that sequel. Oh, you know, there is a lot of parallels to that, huh? <clears throat> Isn't she also kind of nanite-ish? She had, like, liquid metal over her skeleton, so I don't know if she was quite nanites. Uh, nanites was John Connor in Genesis, the Jason Clark oh, one. Gross. He was the nanite one. Yeah. I just, well, yeah, I'm just remembering the scene where she's, like, attached to that magnetic thing, and she's kind of coming apart like she's made of particles rather yeah. than liquid. I think that I think the Hadrian Collider was doing that to the liquid metals, okay. as opposed to actually being because the rest of it was definitely liquid metal at the T one thousand. Well, I'm not going to watch it again, so I'll take your word for it. Neither am I. Uh, until <laughs> one day, there's some sort of weird gold because people want us to do a commentary because our conversation was so beloved that people want us to do a read. <laughs> people watch that video. 
It's the most successful Ace episode we have on YouTube. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. People like the Terminator 3 discussion, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> or they thought it was a copy of the movie. Because people can't read the word review. I, yes, that, that's, that's a problem on YouTube for some reason, and I'm not sure why. But, but anyway, so that's the basic setup of the movie. And Vin Diesel, during the opening, we have a very kind of like 80s, 90s action movie setup where he comes back from being a soldier and he's attacked by some bad guys uh, because of the mission he was on, and his wife is killed. And that's not a spoiler, that's the setup of the movie. And he's killed as well, actually, basically right after. And he wakes up, and he kind of goes off script because he wants revenge on the guy who murdered his wife. And that's kind of where the movie goes from there. And uh, there's some twists and turns and things happening and all the rest of it. And it's not, like, super... Uh, what I will say is that about a month and a half ago, Connor actually talked about this movie on Quarantined from the Multiverse, which we were doing kind of because there was no comic book, so we were doing just a, a general chat mm-hmm. about various things we've been doing. And Connor told me the entire plot of this movie, and I'd forgotten all of it, and it had only been like a month. So when it was getting to like some of the reveals, I was like, oh yeah, Connor told me all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew all this. This is, what, what the hell? Uh, Do you so- like it? Did he like the movie? I don't think so. No. Mm. No. I mean, I only half listened to Connor. I think we all know this. <laughs> so, but the question is, Tara, did you enjoy the movie? Um, it's pretty dumb, but it, it's not entirely unwatchable. The last act is garbage. Um, but some of it's kind of fun. Uh, but overall, I mean, it's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be all over the place, but you know, sometimes I was into it. Uh, I really wish that the trailer hadn't spoiled something that happened. That's a, re- a huge reveal about an hour into the movie. Yeah, it's like halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, yeah, over halfway through that the character gets the big reveal, and I'm just like, okay, I've been waiting the whole hour for this. I already knew. <laughs> yeah, it makes the first uh, chunk frustrating. frustrating. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I could sum it up basically and Because I'd forgotten, like, who put this out, right? So I started the movie, and it comes up saying Sony. Sony Pictures. And I went, oh, it's a Sony movie. Okay, it's going to be garbage. And it was exactly as Sony as, as I expected it to be. Because Sony movies, with a couple of rare exceptions, have a very particular feeling to them. They're determined to try and be cool. And this movie... Oh, this movie really tries. It really (laughs) wants to be cool. The slow motion at times in this movie, because it wants to be badass, and it wants to be kept and cool and down with the kids. I mean, there were some shots where I'm like, oh, that's kind of (laughs) cool. But yeah, yeah, it did feel very try-hard. And the editing was just so... Over the place. It was so quick. Everywhere. Yeah, it it didn't flow very well. Every every punch had to have first a slow motion shot, and then you had to see it from the bird's eye view and then from the fist eye view and then <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take forever <laughs> yeah the editing was all over the place I, I was not a fan of how it flowed either which honestly if you're going to do this sort of generic action at least start to the movie before it goes other places i would say that i want to enjoy the action part like i'll, I'll get into it as a b movie like i you know i, I love tons of b, b, b movie actions and sci-fi stuff from the 80s and 90s but I think this, I don't think it works in this hyper, like, we want to be cool in 2020 version of a movie. Uh, I just, I find myself rolling my eyes. And the sad part is, is that I actually, and I can't really talk about why, but until spoilers, but the sad thing is, is that I actually do think there's 
potential and the, the the core concept of what's happening oh, sure. in the movie. I, I could see a really and good because dramatic. Because you get that in the trailer, like yeah. the trailer makes it seem like that's something that's figured out pretty quickly, and then you get the consequences of that throughout the whole film. But did not you really? Watch, did you watch the trailer just before you watched the movie? I'm curious. No, I watched the trailer like at at a theater back when we still had theaters, <laughs> and you can go out I... to watch a movie in a shared room. Um, but and I remember seeing the trailer and thinking it's probably going to be dumb, but it's kind of a cool concept for a sci-fi movie. Maybe I'll check it out. I've... And. Um, I'm shocked you'd remember anything from the trailer if it was <laughs> that long ago. I'm shocked. Uh, but yeah, no, I can see like a really good dramatic version of the core idea in this movie. But it, it's not interested in being a good dramatic film. It's interested in being, hey, we are cool and slick and people are going to buy the so cool. the action figures in the comics uh, because of this movie. And it feels super Sony. It feels, it's not a video game adaptation, but if you told me it was, I would have believed you because it feels just about the same quality as a lot of the video game adaptations. It feels about the yeah. level of the first Resident Evil movie in terms and take that for better or worse. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of the level it's at. It is kind of a video game also. Just the the way the movie plays out. I mean, your villains are just so obvious and villainy and <laughs> I think I think maybe Vin Diesel is not a good actor. I think that's fair. I think he he works <laughs> in certain roles where he doesn't speak as much. You know, he's he's, he's pretty good as Riddick. He, his he's so okay. I haven't really watched those movies. I've I've watched. I think I think maybe I've seen the first one, but it's been so long. I, I don't really remember it. At least from memory, I want to point out from memory. I think he was not bad in Riddick. At least the the main one. But I, I I'm not a Fast and Furious person, so I don't really know those movies. I saw the I saw Fast. Or Furious Seven, I don't know. I was dragged to it, and you know it was kind of a fun movie, but it was also all over the place, and it was very much a superhero film. I don't really. I, what I'm trying to say is that I don't really know Vin Diesel. Also, I think a minute ago you said movies. Fast or Furious. I kind of want the last movie in the title to t- be titled that because because they, <laughs> they keep changing how they name those movies. If the last one's called Fast or Furious, I think that's pretty funny. Can't have both. Can't have both. <laughs> you can only choose one. <laughs> so be fast. Or you could be furious. <laughs> yeah, and Fred Diesel's actually getting pretty old. Like, I mean, it doesn't. He looks looks super old. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he came across as an old man in this movie by any means. But when I, I actually looked up his age, so plays the same guy, like just grizzled bald guy. Oh, who's he's been he's been playing the same role. Something. And he's been saying, playing the same role for the last twenty plus years. He, but he's like, and he's. If like, this was a triple X movie like sequel, I would have probably bought it. Like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would. I, I hate the first triple X. I'd. I'd run far away. Uh, no, I mean, like, I would have. No, I, I got it. Said, I would, okay, I, sure. I, this is triple X three or whatever, or however many movies they're in. No, I. I got it. I was cracking a joke. Yeah. I don't speak Scottish humor, so I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. A, it was a Scottish joke. Every everyone was confused by that because it was so Scottish. Uh, so um. <laughs> No, I like he. I looked up his age, and he's like in his like early to mid fifties, and he's kind of got that thing in this movie where his like you know wife who's killed is, I, I think just kind of like about our age, right? And then Isaac Gonzalez, who's not really a love interest, but there's kind of a bit of a flirtation that I thought they might go down that path. Uh, she's actually younger than me, so <laughs> I thought, oh, we're really doing this like 
ah, the love interest keep getting younger. Literally in this movie, the love interest kind of gets younger. Uh, I think she's there for the young men in the audience, not really for Vin Diesel. She doesn't really come off as a love interest to me. Just, you know, she's just super hot. So uh, that's fair. <laughs> we I, can also uh, go there, but. But I'll be honest, there was a couple of moments in the movie where I thought they were about to go down that that path. Like, uh, but the, there was a moment towards the end, especially, where I thought they were about to kiss. Mm. Yeah. And it wouldn't have shocked me if they did. Maybe. You know, and I, it, like, you know, whatever. I, but the movie, the things is super cool. It's not. It, it's trying really hard to be kind of like, I don't know, like everything with the slow motion and the quick cuts, uh, all the fighting that's in the third act. Like, there's actually a moment in, because like, there's a big fight that happens in the, the final act, which is kind of enhanced. And you've got like, you know, not just Vin Diesel, but the, the bad guys have got enhancements as well. And, I swear there's a moment, especially the way it ends, it was like a transition. If you ever played any of the recent Mortal Kombat games, the one that I'm thinking of specifically was Mortal Kombat versus DC from like 10 years ago. But there was, um, I'm familiar, but I haven't played it. But they have these things where in each of the stages, there's actually like three different places you can fight. And there's these transition animations where when you punch someone off the side of the screen, yeah. it'll, it'll go into this you thing. Know, uh, Injustice had that too. Yeah, inju- yeah, same makers, so that makes sense. Right, so basically, this fight, the way it ends, reminded me of the transitions from those games. How they would transition between the two scenes, where they'd sort of like yeah. punch each other down a big shaft and or it was something. Cool, like that. You know, in the video game. And the video, yeah, in the video game. <laughs> it was, it was... But it just makes this movie feel like more of a video game. Yeah, the last act is just—it's a garbage film at that point. <laughs> yes, there's, there's lots of little things uh, along the way that I didn't like. Uh, I, I I wasn't super into vin diesel in the role mainly because he's, he's just... just so like grumble 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 grumble, <laughs> grumble. Like, i think i had to turn the bass off on my <laughs> sound system there's just too much bass <laughs> Wake up. yeah yeah he, he's kind of just doing and there's a couple of moments where he tries to act dramatically and it does come off a little bit uh that that delivery didn't quite didn't quite feel yeah. natural or like it's one thing to not be great but it's another thing for a line to make me go oh that didn't land <laughs> like yeah. at all it didn't land it, for the most part he's not that bad but there's definitely a few lines here or there that kind of come across that way um there's some really bad comic relief in the movie uh yeah, all the jokes just are so terrible. Bad. And our comic relief like actor guy is just not well, good. There's kind of two, and one is better than the other, but only because he's not as bad as the first one. Uh, we have yeah. like two sort okay. of techie guys, that. right? And the, the 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 first one we meet is so bad. Like, and you know what they're going for here? They're going like you can you can imagine other movies that have got these types of characters and how they're endearing and likable and the ones that are more vulnerable because of the tech guys but then and this because there's a moment with the second tech guy where he's kind of doing the you know the guy in the chair thing he's like giving orders or not orders but he's like telling people where things are or how to hack into things and he's doing the you know his oracle stuff and there's a moment where he 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 predicts something something happens and he turns around and goes high five and then there's no one there goes Oh, I gotta get me some friends, or maybe a maybe a therapist. And I'm like, this felt that that was such an unnatural joke. Like, like, and I don't think the actor's bad. I think it's in the writing more so than the acting. Maybe the yeah. directing as well. I but I mean, it's gotta be like, is 
is Vin Diesel like good ever in movies? Well, I'm asking you a question, but you can just roll away. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> you knew I was coming back. Uh, like, well, I know he's good in Iron Giant, which I haven't seen, and well, I yes. know he's good. Iron Giant's great as as Groot. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Is, is that it? Like only when you hear him and not see him? No, like I say, when he doesn't talk either. Like if he's just visual, <laughs> he, can, he can do one or the other, but he can't do both. Does he not talk in the Riddick films? He does, but not much. He's he's very quiet and mm. he's menacing. So it, it, he's better at that because the the low gravelly voice works better for sort of the darker character who's intimidating as opposed to all the other characters he's played. Did he do Walking Tall? Did you do one of those Walking Tall films? No, nah, I think that was Rock, was it not? Uh, it might have been The Rock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was The Rock. So, yeah, and in fact, I mentioned the writing there with Comic Relief. I actually, I happened to notice one of the writer's names on this, and I have to bring up this connection to other things. So, one of the writers on this, it was Corin. Uh, it, one of the co-writers was Jeff Wadlow, who is also a director. And obviously written in other movies as well. And he directed Kick-Ass 2. He also hmm. directed Truth or Dare. Uh, he did Fantasy Island that came out this year, which I've not seen yet, but I'm dreading it because we're going to have to do it on streams. But he, he has made nothing but trash. Like, everything he's made that I have seen, I have hated. Kick-Ass 2 really that bad? Oh, Kick-Ass 2 is dreadful. I love Kick-Ass 1. Kick-Ass 2 I hate. Okay. Uh, did you see Kick-Ass 1? Parts of it. Parts, okay. <laughs> right. So you don't have much of an opinion then. Uh, Kick-Ass 1 is like so surprisingly good because you see the trailer, you see what it looks like, and you're like, oh, this is going to be dumb. And you know, it's got so much heart and it's really well written in the, the direction from Matthew Vaughn. I saw one scene where yeah. somebody gets crushed in like a garbage... <laughs> sure, <laughs> like a sure. Garbage but site. The, the direction's and, so uh, good. That, that was pretty rough. Because Matthew Vaughn's such a good action director that every, you know, it's, it's so well made, it's got so much heart, and then Kick-Ass 2 is everything you were worried Kick-Ass 1 was going to be. And it's just uh, bad comedy, all these things. It has... I, I remember actually being kind of disgusted because there's a really bad rape joke at one point, like halfway through, uh, that I just thought, was well, this makes no sense? Why Why is the potential victim cracking a one-liner? Like, I, 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 it just... There was so many things in that movie that I hated. Uh... The whole thing was terrible. But no, he, so he did that, uh, and he did Truth or Dare, and then he just did Fantasy Island. I've not seen the stuff he'd done before Kick-Ass 2. I hope I never do. Uh, but <laughs> it's like he's done nothing but absolute garbage. So he didn't direct this, right? Well, he co-wrote it, right? So Yeah, he co-wrote it. We could blame all the, the terrible things on him. Who's the other guy? The other guy. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me see what the credits actually list. Cause, yeah, so I know the director I looked up, and he's done nothing. He did, like, one episode of TV. Oh, Dave Wilson? Uh, so the co-writer was Eric uh, Heiserer, which it's worth mentioning that Jeff Wadlow got story by as well. So he got story by, and then he co-wrote the screenplay with Eric Heiserer. Okay. So, he, so he's more responsible. Eric was, like, the guy who proofread it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what Eric Heiserer has done? I'm going, to, I'm going to blow your mind here. What? Arrival. <laughs> uh, also bird box which wait know. wait arrival like the charlie sheen one <laughs> no 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 arrival as an amy adams and jeremy renner and well maybe the director just makes a difference <laughs> <laughs> apparently 
Uh, he also he's working on the new Van Helsing movie. I mean, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> I don't know. I hope <laughs> if it, if it's not centered around Guillermo from what we do in the shadows, I don't care. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I, I didn't like the first Van Helsing movie, so I'm not. I mean, this can only be better in my mind. But I mean, I'm not oh, expecting. Is, is it a reboot or a sequel? Oh, it's a reboot. Okay. The new thing. Probably yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Yo, I hated that one. I, because I, it, it was the director who did the Mummy, and everyone was, like, oh, it's the director who did the Mummy doing Van Hills. It's going to be this adventure, Universal Monsters thing, and I hated. It. I hated every second of it. Mm. Was it Hugh Jackman? Yeah, Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale were the. Yeah, yeah, it was not. It's not good. Yeah. Weird ripped werewolves. Was was that the the one attempt to make Kate, Kate Beckinsale into an action? St- oh no, I guess Underworld. Yeah, she had that whole franchise. Yeah, I guess that's why they probably cast her in it. But okay, you under, guys should uh, do that on screen. One day, don't don't. Is is this you being more vicious with suggesting things for screen because you're having to do bad movies now? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, script's terrible, and the core idea, which we can't even give the movie credit for, that the core idea comes from the comic book. <laughs> the comic book came up yeah, with the idea. Yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the comic book's quite good. I don't know. I've not read it. But I've heard good things about the comic. At least the recent years of the comic book. So, I don't know. So this was maybe actually be the start of the Valiant shared universe. Because in the comics, they're all shared. Just kind of like DC or Marvel. But it's not yeah, as big. It kind of ends in that note, like, oh, maybe there'll be a sequel. <laughs> it, it ends with a sequel bit. But it doesn't end with like a post-credit tease of like another thing, though. It doesn't like end with like a tease of quantum. Oh, I don't know. I, I turned it off at the credits. Well, there, there wasn't. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I checked. There wasn't. Okay. Uh, but you know, it doesn't end with a tease for like quantum and Woody or uh, Exo Manowar War or any of the other ones. These are the, the other Valiant things. I know you've not heard of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm impressed. I remember two of them, but. You know, there's, there's like five or six, I think, total. There's not a lot. It's, it's not, I mean, I'm saying it's like DC or Marvel, but it's not as big. It's not like there's hundreds of characters. It's more refined than just these main things. But, uh... Cool. Yeah, so... Uh, Bloodshot is, is, is not very good. <laughs> I would say it's bad. I'd say it's a it's- bad movie. It's not the worst thing ever, but it's a bad movie. It's exactly the sort of movie that I expect Sony Pictures to make based on a comic book yeah it's 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 fine like there are there are parts of it that i like and it's it's more watchable than some of the bad movies that we've done like but yeah the third act is pretty hard what do you think is better than that we've done curious what springs to mind well like not counting bonus movies okay I really didn't enjoy watching Fast Color because that one was just so boring. Um, but uh, I think I, I Am Mother is probably better than I Am Mother. Okay. I would say Fast Color is better than this. It's more boring, but Fast Color is a... Is a I, I would take the, the slower Fast Color over this. We want to be cool. We're going to have people smirking in slow motion as they drop like gas grenades and shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like watching someone play a video game that you're not really into. <laughs> what, you mean any Assassin's Creed? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just getting that dick in. Yeah. 
Fuck it, Assassin's Creed, you suck. That's a sci-fi movie, we're gonna have to watch it. Oh, I've heard nothing but mediocre things. Not even bad things, just really mediocre things. Yeah. Okay. I have uh, no love for the franchise, so I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it, but... Yeah, okay. All right, uh, I guess we'll get into spoilers then. Uh, I will thank our Patreon producers at this time. I'll thank David Shaw, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess uh, for being Patreon producers. That means that you're $20 or up on patreon.com slash TV. But uh, Tara's going to tell you what you can actually get for $1 because you can support us for as low as $1. Why, yes. If you like what we do and you want to get more content, more reviews from us of, say movies that you are <laughs> oh boy <laughs> where's this going i'm excited movies that you hear us talk about when you're wondering where are they where where is this transfer saga who is jack death um check out our patreon page it's patreon.com tv and one dollar will get you access to all those films and if you're wondering where Time Cop is, Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> I was about Check to say, I was about to say, because you hadn't mentioned them yet, if you can name me a bonus movie that we've done that's not Time Cop or Judge Dredd, I'll let you pick. Like, Future Force. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not doing it now, because you might only say them. But I was going to give you a little test. I'm giving them the money ones, okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole catalogue of yes. films that we've done. So, yeah, yes. check it out. <laughs> Yes, but of course, you also get stuff at $5 tier. Yeah, you get to uh, vote on what we review once a month, and uh, you'll get these episodes a day early, so yeah, you'll be ahead of the yeah. game. Yeah. I, I and wonder, be our favorite. I wonder how many episodes it's going to take before Tara does the $5 stuff uh, without prompting. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, full spoilers then for that Bloodshot. That was so smooth. Oh, it was the smoothest attempt you've ever had. It was uh, buttery smooth. All right, uh, so full spoilers for Bloodshot then uh, from here on out. So so the weird thing is, is I, as I was watching the start of the movie, I kind of wanted to complain uh, just how generic, bland, and like just the opening like 20 minutes are. But then when it does, yeah. the, when it does the twist later, it's like, okay... It's kind of supposed to be like a generic bland origin because it's a fake origin. It's not real. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they kind of get away with it, but at the same time, it was kind of just dumb or not impressive. And they acknowledge it. Like they say, like this is all yeah. movie tropes, whatever. But it wasn't enjoyable to watch, those. the problem. I, I wasn't watching that first 20 minutes going, oh, hey, look at these things. Or like I was just kind of. Yeah. Bored. Okay. So the movie trailer is like we get a montage of that opening scene. And then once it's over, it like rewinds and we get the same montage but with the different faces in it. Ah, so it spells it. So that is the movie trailer. And then it's like, oh my god, it's all a lie. My life is a lie. And then we're like, okay, interesting premise. Like, I could see where this could be kind of cool. But the reveal happens literally (laughs) an hour into the movie. What's so dumb about that especially is as I was watching it, I thought, you know what, Toby Kebble's smart casting here because it's kind of almost the Drew Barrymore. You know, it's Drew, the scream Drew Barrymore was kind of the surprise early kill because it's like, oh, you got Drew Barrymore. She's obviously one of the leads. 
I, I think casting Toby Kebble makes it feel like he is going to be the real villain, or at least one of the main villains. So having him kind of be the fake-out villain who is like dealt with halfway through and is only the first, or not the first, because we find out this is like the, the third or fourth time he's done this. But, like... Because like, Toby Kebble, like, he's a, he's a name to me because I love everything about the Planet of the Apes movies, but is he, like, a, a big name for people? Well, he's not a big name, but he's he's he's, he's known enough that I, I buy him as the villain in a Bloodshot movie. <laughs> Okay, okay. You know, I mean, the fact that Guy Pierce is basically doing the same twist as Iron Man 3 in this, uh, we'll, we'll neither, you know, we'll not, we'll not spend too much time on that, but he is basically, yeah. he's basically doing the same thing. He just has a robotic arm this time. Everyone's a little bit, uh, typecast. Huh? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, Isaac Gonzalez is there to do, like, Tai Chi underwater. Well, that's, that's our benefit. Be hot. That's, that's what I forgot. <laughs> Her, her benefit, she can breathe underwater. That was that's the one thing she has, which the, which for the record never really comes into play. <laughs> nope. Oh, actually, she drops a lot of gas grenades at the end. I guess that's how it comes into play: is she can breathe through the gas. She doesn't need to care about it. Oh yeah, and her smoking doesn't actually kill her. Oh yeah, because it's Cause uh, she's smoking. It's not real. It's like a it's poison. It's yeah, a trick cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So, so that is, she has a benefit. Okay. We remembered. We remember what the benefit was. That does kind of come into play. No, but they really spend a lot of time setting up the war. Because as I was just kind of joking there, there's like a scene where she's in like underwater doing like tai chi or whatever, and it's it's this like tranquil scene where Vin Diesel's watching her in slow motion underwater, doing all these movements. You know, obviously, and it's like okay, we get it. Yes, the hot actress is, you know, doing poses underwater. Um, yeah, in a hot swimsuit. Yeah. So. Yes, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's not like a movie that I think over exploits her. It's not like super sleazy with how it shoots her for the most part. I don't think nothing stuck out to me in the way that a lot of other movies do. But it did, really. you did get the feeling that okay, we have someone who's we we, we cast her because she's this hot. That's why she's here. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so so yeah, the opening is just you know he he he, he saves a hostage in a, a soldier situation. He comes back. I thought, and again, you kind of get away with this because it's meant to be fake movie tropes. But I was thinking during the scene that the the ridiculous glow as he's coming back to his wife, who's waiting at the car, and it's like the, mm-hmm. you know, the magic of her sunset, and they're they're yeah. hugging, and the cameras spinning. We don't get a clear look at her face. And yeah, it was she's just got like a perfect hair and dress, and <laughs> just so over the top because there's a lot of speech because Vin Diesel turns around to his men before he goes over to her and says like this is why we, this is what we fight for boys this is what mm-hmm. we do what we do and I don't know what he yells at the end but I'll, I'll just I'll quote another movie instead it was something like never give up never surrender and he <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like uh, every every meal is a banquet every paycheck oh yeah yeah <laughs> a fortune <laughs> yes yes uh, I, I, I can't I, I can't be mad at Apon uh, quotes from aliens <laughs> Can't be mad. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, so he goes. Yeah, they, they spend the night together. Basically, yeah, there's like a sort of like romantic esque scene, and her looking at his scars and being like, "I don't like these scars." Like, what you <laughs> why not? It's like, oh, I don't like the stories they tell. You bring all this back with you, yeah, but I always come back. Yes, a grubble, 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 grubble. <laughs> More, more sex. There's a more sex wife. Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> honestly, the only and it wasn't even funny or a good impression, but the only joke that kind of worked for me is later on the second tech guy who kind of works with him does an impression when he leaves at one point, and I thought, you know what, it's not a good impression. What you're saying is not that funny, but his low gravelly voice has been such a like an amusing or such a stupid thing all movie that I appreciate that someone's making fun of him for it. I respect it in yeah. principle, if nothing else. So he, uh, but just, she leaves for to get breakfast in the morning. He wakes up and he hears bad guys coming for him. They knock him out. He puts up a good fight. Don't get me wrong, because he, uh, he uh, bashes them out of the the, the 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 bathroom wall, and he's like snapping. He actually he like, stabs one guy with his elbow. He's got like his elbow up to the back of his neck. He just kind of goes like that and snaps it. Yeah. And the other guy's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it it wasn't it wasn't horrible choreography. I just wish we could have seen it better because they just kept editing around it so much. It was the cinematography and the editing, yeah, that, that let it down. Yeah, I I kind of feel that way about a lot of the fighting in this. Is that I feel like it looks like the choreography is really good, and like I would have liked to have seen it if they just had one shot. <laughs> yeah, you know, instead of cut 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 <laughs> yeah i mean maybe it's just because vin diesel can't do it or that it would be too obvious with the body doubles coming in but it's the sort of thing where i would have loved like just like one bird's eye shot of the whole thing yeah like would have been really yeah, impressive cool. looking but you know that's what it is uh but he gets captured and they bring in the wife he's died to a chair and he's like ah oh, tell us how you found the bad guy blah 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 he's like i won't tell you i don't know they don't tell me those things i'm just i'm just a guy who goes in and does the orders i'm not i don't know these things and Toby Kebble well, is... Toby Kebble comes in with his super out like jacket into a, oh, that's a freezer right. and he's dancing. That's right. <laughs> oh, I hated this. I mean, again, they're, they're doing the movie tropes and it kind of they get away with it to a point because they're well, he needs that's to not have real. a trigger song. Yes, but yeah, he comes in dancing like... in, in like a pimp coat and he's like all animated and it's like you're doing like a really bad impression of like entertaining villains from other movies this is this feels pathetic <laughs> right uh but and again i know technically because people are going to say this in the comments i know that they get away with it because it's not meant to be real but there's other movies that do this better like i think of like cabin in the woods or something like that where they'll do the tropes and they'll play with them and then when you find out what's going on it kind of adds layers to it and it like but it doesn't feel it's not annoying to watch in the first place <laughs> like it still it still works to some extent first yeah i mean i was laughing but i was just seeing where it was going and again <laughs> i already knew the twist so <laughs> thanks to the trailer <laughs> i like how you said that yeah you know you were missing just pulling your hair just that i was laughing i was seeing where it was going <laughs> yeah see where this goes <laughs> yeah so of course uh Cable shoots his wife and then comes over and shoots him and Vin Diesel wakes up on a operating table. Uh, so it's kind of like a Robocop waking up thing where he hears voices a little bit, kind of on and off as he's waking up. Mm-hmm. And he has no memory. This is uh, his Nike heart. Yeah. Which, by the way, I I I hate this part. Oh, so I hate, and I know there's a trigger song. I know all this, but this this was so frustrating to me. Is that he wakes up and he's got amnesia. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't remember that he's got mm-hmm. a wife or anything. The only thing they tell him is that he wasn't claimed, and that's why he was submitted by the army uh, for this procedure, this experiment. And so we have like maybe like a five-minute section of the movie where he gets told who everyone else is. He sees, you know, the pool bit, and then he has a drink with her, and then he has the trigger moment where he remembers everything. And see when he's triggered, I went, wait, 
He remembers everything already? Like, why give him amnesia? Like, what the hell? Like, what was what? Like, I, I thought this was going to be a big part of the movie, is that he, he's, like, slowly remembering, like, that he had a wife and that there was some bad Maybe guy. Maybe it's because and... he's so, like, powerful and strong, they don't want him to wake up with, like, hot-blooded and full of revenge right away. I guess. I just, I just, they, they had him remember, and I was like, already? What's, what why? I didn't care for was, like, when he first wakes up and he's, he's, like, walking around with the, with Guy Pierce and... He even starts like joking at one point. I'm like, dude, aren't you like freaking out right now? Yeah, you, you have no memory. I mean, not like, only are you freaking out, you're, why you're just are you so get, casual. Not only have you no memory, but you just get told you died and were brought back to life. I feel like you're being far too calm for the, the sequence of events that you've been told just yeah. happened. I mean, maybe, maybe Vin Diesel is not a good actor, or maybe it's just that he works with like. The dumbest director. <laughs> I don't I, know. I, I <laughs> don't feel, give him anything. I feel like I, I can almost see like a scene in another movie where someone's just gotten superpowers and they're freaking out because they have powers and they accidentally like you know punch a pillar without realizing their strength or something like that. You know, and oh, oh, oh that's like a good point. He does have the punching the pillar scene where he starts boxing the pillar <laughs> to see how strong he is, and that goes on for a bit. It's your favorite. Yeah, and he's like super happy about it and. I'm just like, all right, please don't bring down the building. <laughs> yes. Do you think he had, they have to replace this pillar every single time that they wake him up? Well, maybe they intentionally put this. Well, maybe put... that guy is so mad at him because the guy with the legs has to be the one who like, <laughs> rebuilds the the pillar. Yeah, he, yeah, the guy with the legs is really not like him. But he maybe maybe this pillar is a non-supporting pillar. Maybe this pillar is just there to be punched. So it's not. So the building's in no risk. The thought about this. Like we know he's gonna punch a pillar. Well, let's it's put all, a decoy pillar up. Yeah, it's always that pillar. It's always that pillar. It's just decorative. But he triggers and immediately remembers who Toby Kebble is and he rushes off, steals a car, and is like, No, I, I gotta go find the, the guy who killed my wife and he goes off uh, and he and this is where he he's nanakes access the internet and he, he pings like individual car systems and figures out where the car is that has the has Toby Kebble in it. And like it sort of plays as if everyone back at base is kind of losing their minds because he ran off and Guy Pierce is worried or whatever, but they're not really obvious. Mm-hmm. This is the, the plan. They want him to do this. Because the whole idea, of course, is that they basically keep telling them that his enemies, that Guy Pierce's enemies, were the ones who murdered his wife. They, they keep replaying, like every time he comes back, they reset him and give him the, the memory again, but with a different face, a different person. So that he'll, he'll want revenge and go after that person. Right. As everybody knows from the trailer. <laughs> if you remember the trailer which i thought was forgettable just put, put that out there <laughs> i don't want to feel like i'm personally being shunned for not remembering this it's not a personal attack i'm attacking the movie <laughs> i mean not only did I, do i not remember the trailer connor told me all this a month ago and i didn't remember that either <laughs> yeah but like you said you don't really listen to him that's true that's true yes a- any other host i remember what they told me in like a- any episode ever that's a lie. Don't test me, people. There's too many episodes. I've done like 400 plus episodes with Tim. You think I can remember what Tim said to me in episode 92? What Tim says is random from what I hear anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, some, no. sometimes sometimes I'll say here, welcome to the show. I'm joined by Tim and Tim will just say like, the episode that went out yesterday on Underwater, he just started with we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was kind of okay. relevant. It was in the water. Yeah. Is there a shark in the movie? 
No, it's more Lovecraftian monsters. Is there a boat? Nah, submersibles, but no boats. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Unless an escape pod that rises to the surface counts as a boat. If that counts as a boat, then oh, there's a boat. Oh, now I know they escape. So they're trying to get to the escape pods. That doesn't mean they actually succeed. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> you know why I watched the Kristen Stewart underwater monster movie? Uh, also starring TJ Miller. I'll I'll check out the review and see if I should watch it. How about that? Sure. Yeah, do that. Do that. Yes. Watch Rooms After Midnight. I recommend that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he gets the, he corners him in this tunnel. He drives like a truck into like, the front car in the corner because like, the guy's got like five cars. It's like a convoy going around London or no, it wasn't London. But it was like London's lair. It was like Hungary, I think. And he blocks him off in this tunnel with a truck and. We get the most ridiculous amount of red lighting, uh, because of the fire, I guess. Even though, but it's well, like because pure red. the 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 truck, the the truck was filled with flour that it was transporting, and then they use flares which lit, mm. light up red. So all the lights are out, and they just have the light from the flares, and the flares are bouncing off the flour that's everywhere. And I guess it's kind of like snow. That's this was for the trailer. This this was like him walking through the red smoke was for the trailer because. When I think of a, good a lot of red, red yeah. flare scene in a movie, I think of that that drop scene in Godzilla, right? I think of the the, the other people dropping it at San Francisco, but just the, the, the red flare scene. You're right. Red flare scene. This I just feel it's so bathed in red, and you've got his chest glowing red, and it basically just demolishes every single bit of security this guy has. All the has. nanites are red. The nanites are like because he, he gets like hit with a shotgun at one point, and the nanites sort of like in slow motion go back the way like a shotgun blast, and then they kind of like go and then reform back to his face in slow motion again is there's so much slow motion in this scene do you think Vin Diesel is upset that the nanites didn't give him hair I don't think he, I, Vin Diesel's been a bald man for over 25 years I think he's just used to it at this point I, I don't think he's, he's not, I don't think he's sore about it yeah, just check it out see what it looks like <laughs> um Nah, nah. Having nah. hair does not make you cooler, by the way. Okay. Not you specifically. You is in the, <laughs> the audience. Thanks for that. I, I feel like that was a disclaimer <laughs> just in case Tara was worried she was insulting any any bald men out there. Uh, just in case. <laughs> I would never. Yes. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there anything you want to point out in this scene? This big action sequence? Because it goes on for a little while, but I don't really have anything specific that I want to say. Um, I, I did think some of it looked pretty good. It's just, uh, yeah, it does come off as a bit tryhard. But, you know, I like Toby Kebbell. I like that when you see him, he has a different personality than what we've seen him in the first scene. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of triggers, uh, what's going on here? Um, but, you yeah, know, I think it's one of the better scenes in the movie. Again, I just, I don't like that we don't get to see a lot of the fighting because the choreography looks like it's kind of cool, but it's just so, um, I don't know, it's a, just going through too many different shots so that you can get every perspective of a single punch. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it's too over the top with how it shoots everything. I, yeah, I, I mean, Toby Kebbell, you know, yells and says, they're lying to you, they're lying to you, but I will say, even though I forgot all the, the stuff that Cara told me and I forgot the trailer. The second <laughs> I saw Guy Pierce, I went, he's the villain. <laughs> he's always the villain. There'll be a jump cut there because I had to edit out something. 
which I will not repeat because people will be upset. They'll be rising in the streets because Tara spoiled a movie that was not... Right in the spoiler section. For Bloodshot, not for every movie made, <laughs> ever made. You know what I'm saying? I had to censor myself because I, want, I wanted to drop an F-bomb and I can't. So I, I had to rewind a little bit. You're such a troublemaker. This is this is uh. So yeah, Guy Pierce is a is a villain, just like all his movies. <laughs> That's not true. Spoiler. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Guy Pierce has been a good guy in some movies. This he's, he's so like he has such severe features that I think he just gets typecast. Hmm. I always forget that he's uh because he's like Australian, right? I have no idea. I think he is. He's an actor, so. I'm sure he's Australian. Mm. I don't know. Someone will tell me I'm wrong, probably. Maybe he's from, maybe he's from New Zealand. But, I mean, same difference. <laughs> I just upset. Sure, they don't agree with you. I well, just... New Zealand doesn't ha- is, is like Australia, but it's missing all the things that can kill you. That sounds perfect. <laughs> That's also, apparently, they, they are, like, one of the best countries on the planet right now for how they've dealt with everything uh, virus-wise. They've had a... Re- you know, their number of deaths is, like, minuscule compared mm. to everywhere else. I bet Antarctica has something to say about that. Oh, yeah, if there's no population. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surprised that Antarctica won. <laughs> we can't have no deaths if there's no people here. I wonder if Antarctica needs a leader. Why you put your hat, your name in the hat? <laughs> Be kind of cool. <laughs> I actually just watched uh, uh, Arctic with uh, Mads Mikkelsen yesterday, mm. where he's, he's trapped. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good survival movie. Uh, but uh, so it's, it looks pretty cold though. Uh, I don't know if he'd like to be there. Well, yeah. yeah I'm a Canuck. Yeah. The only thing to eat is fish that you can, you know, catch. Mm. Is it no other natural food? <laughs> well, for survival. For survival. <laughs> Unless you feel like taking on a polar bear. I mean... Oh, no. <laughs> well, no, that's... That's in the Arctic. I'm talking Antarctica. True. Oh, yeah, but I shifted to Arctic because I was talking about the movie. Oh, Which okay. was in the Arctic. No. But yes, you're right, polar bears are not... And I will not eat a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really that's a really funny sentence because there's a really sort of uh, popular uh, biscuit here sorry a cookie called a penguin that's like a, a popular thing here so you saying I will not eat a penguin just sounded really funny to me <laughs> like I will not do it I will not eat that chocolatey biscuit <laughs> I, will, I will not do it I object anyway Bloodshot is not a great movie <laughs> you try to sum up we're just skipping the last half of the movie because he, because he, because he comes back. So Here's he comes, my rating. He comes back, and the others are kind of waiting for him. And when he's strapped in the table, then the guy doesn't like him. Legman, we'll call him. Uh, he comes up and basically just starts taunting him and be like, "Oh, by the way, haven't you realized that we've made you do this before? You didn't kill your wife. In fact, you believe that she's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy it every time, and he he has like he's these- so evil." He has these flashes where he sees like the multiple versions like happening sort of back to back, and it's like it's kind of he realizes what's going on. But then they reset him. They reset him, 
and he wakes up thinking that because there's like one more because who, who guy pierce is killing is everyone who helped him develop the technology so he's the only one who knows how to do it so he's the only one who can sell it to people so he's mm-hmm. proper just evil he's just straight up evil and isaac gonzalez uh, doesn't like helping him but he can literally turn off her breathing apparatus so she'll just die so yeah uh she she tries to talk him out of like the sort of letting vin diesel go but he's not having it but she ends up like sabotaging uh later uh eventually after like she tries to talk him out of it again and he kind of like turns flips the switch and she's like dying or whatever but he said in this mission to kill the last person who knows it, like you know, how stuff works. But this guy's kind of prepared. This this guy that he goes after next has got like a, an EMP device. He's kind of ready for the nanites. He's like, okay, he's going to send them. He's going to send his his gun after me. So I'm I'm going to do this. And this is where we meet the second tech guy, who the the main tech guy who works for Guy Pierce, like admires and like even based some of his coding after his coding. Which is important for later because they, they can hack into it again easily. Because oh, it's my coding. I use my coding. I can just da 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 code away. And <laughs> get get in there. You're uh, just as funny as he is. <laughs> how, how dare you? <laughs> you basically just said that I have negative comic powers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you were doing an impression of him. No, well, I'm trying to say you nailed it. Oh, okay, all right. I, th- I thought you were trying to say I was equally unfunny, but I wasn't. Well, really yeah, tr- but that was the intention. I wasn't really trying to be funny, though. This, this, I guess. So I, I suppose I'll take it as a com- compliment. Yes. Uh, no. Yes. Wait, how did it, Eric? So my, my IMDb page for Eric Heiser, the co-writer, is still up, and I'm just looking at what else he did before this or before Arrival, and literally, like he did. The Thing prequel, he did Fairly Session 5, which I don't hate, but it's not a good movie. He did an 8 Elm Street remake. Like, it's like, all this shit and then Arrival, just in there, in the middle. Okay, Arrival must have, like, 15 writers. Yeah, he can't be the only writer, huh? I'm gonna click on Arrival. Right, we have to get to the bottom of this. Right now. Right now. Uh, it's Oh, it's based on a story. So, all he did was take the story and put it into a script form <laughs> i mean okay that's maybe underselling how what, how ad- adaptations work but still he, he had he had concrete story to to base i mean i suppose technically so did this to a point but well yeah i mean um maybe the director makes a difference you know i, th- I think it does i think uh did he know is pretty great yeah then came in and said oh this script's a little bit in the the messy side i'll uh i'll touch I this work up. with this I'll touch it up. And I'll get Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker to come in and, and act. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, people who are good at that. I forgot what that looks like after this movie. <laughs> yeah. So Vin Diesel actually storms through the building, still kills the bad guy, but uh, the, the techie uses the EMP and then he's got like a, a dark zone around the house so that no one can detect him. So the, so the, the command center is like, oh, we can't sense him anymore. What's going on? What's happening? And he wakes him up and explains what's going on and gives him a rough fight. Doesn't know all the details of what they put in his head, but can sort of give him enough to fill in the blanks. And then Vin Diesel kind of puts the rest of it together. So this is kind of, he kind of becomes his guy, his guy that's going to be in the chair doing tech stuff for him and gives him a car, gives him like a secure, like uplink to a satellite so he can access the internet, but not the internet that is the bad guys have access to. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. basically from here, he goes to see his wife 
finds out that she's actually been married to someone else with kids for years and is heartbroken by this, of course. He Batmans out the scene. <laughs> I thought that was a decent scene, though, between the two of them. Like, it was one of the scenes I liked. It wasn't like super tropey or, you know, like her her situation and her reaction to him seemed like a, oh, I'm happy you're around. And it added more layers to things like, were they even a thing? Oh, they were, but, you know, it ended amicably or something. Like, I don't know. It seemed like a real relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I say quite amicably. It sounds like she very much did the dumping because she didn't like him. Because he kept, he kept choosing the, the soldier life, from the sounds of yeah, it. Yeah, but she was also happy to see him, and she wasn't mm. surprised that he was alive still, so that kind of added more intrigue to it. Yeah, I, I did appreciate that he kind of quickly figured out, like, how long has it been since we saw each other? Because I was, I, was, yeah. I was almost starting to be annoyed that he was being really dumb and not getting it, that, like... Yeah, this was some time ago since she saw him or whatever, and there's like you know stuff has happened since that he's he's obviously not remembering. Uh, right. Yeah. But, In fact, she's got two kids, and like, okay, well, there's no going back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that part of your life is just over, and it was already over. But mm-hmm. the bad guy was just manipulating your your past feelings to you know motivate you to go and do this thing. Uh, and this is the sad thing is that I think this core premise of the bad guy like manipulating the the like the action hero because because how many action movie plots are like oh the openings like the the wife or the daughter or someone gets killed and then okay they're on a rampage for the movie to get to mm-hmm. the bad guy to kill them the idea that someone's basically using that and just programming in the villain each time to match whoever they want to be killed is a really good idea yeah it almost has like a black mirror-esque thing about it like the uh i know there's a an episode that you didn't care for but i liked it is the uh the ones where the, you can uh, change what the enemy looks like to make them not look like ah, people yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, Men Against Fire, yeah. And I think what hurt the episode for me is that it came right after San Junipero, which is the best episode of the show. So, <laughs> so that hurt. Unless it. you like Shut Up and Dance. Well, I love Shut Up and Dance. Shut Up and Dance is the second. Like, I cannot tell you the experience of watching Shut Up and Dance and going, that is the best episode of this show. And then watching San Junipero and going, no, this is the best episode of the show. That was such a good pair back to back. Such a good pair. But anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I do like that episode and I like the concepts in it. And it kind of, this, the trailer for this movie made me think, oh, I wonder, it's kind of like that. Like they've taken a soldier and they're just giving an image or implying an image. Like this is what your enemy is, even though it's not. Mm. Uh, I'm annoyed. Hmm. I, I, we mentioned Amy Adams earlier with Arrival. She was on Buffy. I could have used that as my, my way of reference. She was on the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, hence why she can act. Hence why she's she, she, she did a good job on Arrival compared to Vin Diesel in this movie. See, that was clunky because I didn't think of it at the time. Who is she in Buffy? Uh, she's Tara's cousin. <laughs> Not your cousin. <laughs> Just the, the character of Tara. <laughs> <laughs> or sister. She's in Tara's family. When Tara's family shows up in season five, and they're they're kind of possessive and might like take her home against their will. Uh, okay. I never watched season five. I know. <laughs> so basically, the bad guys basically show up, and they're all like special weapons that will take him down, and they do. So they capture him again, and mm. from here, uh. I, I, Isla Gonzalez's character, she's supposed to go kill the techie that was helping him, but she instead like turns on uh, the guys that are with her, 
and like installs him somewhere to help her break him out and she puts herself inside the simulation when he's getting his new memories again uh for the next kill whoever it may be and basically isn't the tech guy what tech guy the the second tech guy isn't it him that they make a target Uh, I well, thought he was. Good. I thought he was the next target. He, he well, he no, he because she was supposed to kill him. She was supposed to get to him and kill him already. That's what that's when she sort of uh, oh, okay, flipped okay. and turned right, on the I other guys. I guess I just don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't think we ever saw who the, the new target was supposed to be. We never got that far in it because 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 okay. Gonzalez showed up during the the hostage bit and like started and he remembered who she was and then from there basically they, they wake up out of the simulation and she goes around the building destroying computers in slow motion while she she drops like red gas canisters like in slow, she dual wheels red gas canisters and like the slow motion drops them and then like smirks as she walks out of this server room in slow motion and they'll again try hard like super we want to be cool songs playing ridiculous but the actual big sci-fi conflict is that the guy doesn't like him plus the other guy who's just kind of been around with the vision uh they take on vin diesel and the guy with the legs has got like a metal arms that he like attaches to his back. It's like a, it's two extra arms that are sort of longer mm-hmm. than his. So he's got like a I, I won't quite call it an exosuit because it's, it's only just the arms really from his spine, but it's kind of that idea. Sure. Um, and like this fight could be really cool. Like I see potential even in this. Like this guy with this this extra like mech add on arms, uh, mm-hmm. like a proper cyberpunk style fight. And they end up finding an elevator shaft, and there's a lot of like jumping up and like falling from one elevator because like, it's one of those outdoor elevators where, well, it's not quite outdoor, but the glass like surrounding the edge of the building. Yeah. So you can see like the outside, and they're falling up and down this shaft and leaping, and the guy with the claws is like using them to like climb up and down really quickly, and it's it gets very Spider-Man-y. Like he's like he's it's like really, he's Doc Ock. I was thinking the end of Spider-Man video game. Oh, I can yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That final battle where they're fighting on like the side of the. And did I spoil something again? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's right. Uh, but like yeah. uh, that was that was relatively vague. There was a fight at the end of Spider Man. Like this fight, <laughs> right? But so good. The moment I was talking about earlier, though, when I was saying it, it really made me the transitions in more, the Mortal Kombat games between the stages is right at the very end, where after a lot of like punching and clawing and like whatever. Uh, Vin Diesel wins the fight by ripping off the arms and then he does this thing as they're falling through the air down this sh- giant elevator shaft. He punches them down and the guy like just flies down in, like, into like, past the dirt so we can't see him. It's like, it's, you know, it's a cloud of debris and dirt or whatever. He just goes into that and we don't see him. But the way he sort of punches as he's falling down, it just it looked like those scenes from those Mortal Kombat games of the transitions. Yeah. Uh, and even Spider-Man, I can see like some Spider-Man here as well, potentially. But it felt like that that type of moment. And I was like, man, that was so video gamey. And obviously, there's a lot of this where they are CG. Like, the, the actors are CG because they're doing these ridiculous things that couldn't be on anything yeah. else. And it does that thing where it's it's like a real slow motion shot. It, like, speeds up real fast, and then they zoom in on the actual punch, and it's slow motion. And you're like, okay. There's a lot of like, that. Yeah. It, it, it's fine. It, it does feel like the like a, just a, a boss fight. It feels it feels like a video game adaptation movie from like two thousand to two thousand five, but with the effects and budget of a twenty twenty movie. Yeah, the effects for the most part are pretty good. I think the director like was a visual effects guy, which maybe is why this movie's so heavy in that. <laughs> That's always a good idea. Get the visual effects guy, or, or 
or uh, having watched some bad action movies on stream recently with people from like the early 90s like you can tell that the director and like most of the actors are all stunt people who are like just doing an action mm-hmm. movie because they, they can and the acting is oofed <laughs> like oofed. you've been watching the rothrock films i watched the rothrock movie last night uh yeah. it was something else uh but actually, actually, speaking of video game movies, I had the actor who played Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat in it. <laughs> I think I kind of like Mortal Kombat, but I don't know. It's been a long time. It's definitely the most enjoyable video game movie that I've seen. And part of that might just be nostalgic, because I saw Because even the second one, I can watch with a smile on my face, and it's terrible. Oof. The second one's terrible. Annihilation? Yeah. <laughs> that animation? Oh my god. There's a, there's a line directly there. Uh, Sonya, not Sonya. I was the other woman from the two movies. Uh, the one, the one that uh, Liu Kang kind of fights, but she's kind of sexy, and Liu Kang's got the hots for her. She's like the daughter of the emperor or something like that. But anyway, uh, her mum uh, in the second movie, she has this line delivery from the start. It's like uh, like one of those iconic bad acting moments where it's like, "And you will die," and it's it's this really like over the top moment. Oh, it's it's so great and bad. It's wonderful. Uh, so. And James Remar's in the second one. He replaced, uh, what's his face? Christopher Lambert from Highlander. Which, honestly, may be an upgrade. <laughs> I like him more, but whatever. Uh, anywho. So, Conversation for another time. Like, I mean, it's kind of sci-fi, I guess. It's, 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 uh, it's tangential. Okay. Tangential. Well, maybe. Anyway. Uh, so basically, Guy Pierce has got this fancy grenade launcher that he's he's blasting at Vin Diesel, which is literally making Vin Diesel's nanites explode and then come back together in slow motion as he just walks through it like it's nothing. Honestly, I don't like nanites in the movies, and it's not the concept concept of nanites that I don't like. It's that visually, all they end up being is like a CG mess of pixels, and there's no like one of the things I really dislike about the last couple of Avengers movies, which I'd otherwise quite like. Is the Iron Man suits because of nanites are like just this CG magic happening as opposed to whereas the, the the previous movies there was something really satisfying about all the mechanical parts clicking into place and it sure and it swapped that's, to- that's always the case like yeah. even when we watch the new Star Treks and stuff which of course I love but I I miss like buttons that yeah. being pressed the clicky sounds I, I miss the tactile experience of being in something and switches all get hit and then the buttons get pressed and then you go into space or whatever but like i i I love that that old science fiction look now everything is clean everything's a projected image Mm -hmm. there's no buttons you just do this in the air to be to be to be fair to it i think (laughs) next generation actually was mostly touchscreen stuff which is actually quite forward thinking at the time yeah yeah i agree and I still prefer the look of the original series, though, to that's that, because I think that one still looks kind of dated. Or even, like, Star Wars. I think that's why Star Wars designs are so satisfying, is because you get the satisfaction of, you know, right. the switch it and the, the thing you got to pull down in order to go forward, <laughs> you know? Yeah, actually, that's, why, the, that's why one of the things that I was, trivia I always remember about Firefly is that uh, Alan Tudyk, who played Wash the Pilot, is that okay? So he's given this set and he's the pilot, but no one told him like, this is how you fly the ship. Obviously, there's like a joystick, for, you know, to use for movement, but like all these buttons, like what is he doing? So he basically just had to make up like a little routine for himself. So he'd always do the same thing, like when he was taking off or landing, so that it'll look consistent. 
he always flipped the same three switches. So every time I'm watching that show now and I notice that little bit, oh, oh there's the three switches that he said he always he learned how to, he just made up, but he, he had to be consistent. So he, he decided, you know, what he pressed to, to land in whatever the ship. So, you know, I, I it's one of those little details. <laughs> can, can I, like, that was a, I wasn't just trying to show on a reference there. That was a genuinely related thing to what we're talking about, about tactile buttons and ships and stuff. Can I, can I bring up? Alan Tudyk is a, yeah, he's a fine actor for getting some, you know, being so detailed. <laughs> Alan Tudyk is a gem, all right? And not just because of Firefly. He was great in Doom Patrol, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Even his role in Dodgeball, super memorable, okay? He's a, he's a wonder, right? Yeah, I like his uh, stuff he does for Disney now. I don't like that much um, as much, but anyway, <laughs> stupid Star Wars. Uh, so, and animated, and animated. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does a lot of voice work. He does, uh, and he's good at it. He's, so sometimes I don't even notice it's him. You know, I think he's like the villain in Wreck It Ralph or something like that, and I didn't even realize it was him the whole time. He's he's the chicken in Moana. <laughs> I haven't seen Moana, but that, sure. What's so good? I watched it like three weeks ago. Yeah. So. But there's like a, a there's technically a risk here that he's going to like overload his nanites like you know like tech guys like oh he's going to overload his nanites and Isaac Gonzalez is trying to run out to get to him uh, but then they, they, they wake him up just fine anyway like is that after because he basically one of the, the grenades that uh, Pierce fires at him he just catches and walks up to him and drops it and lets them both explode but he wakes up in like a, a like they've got like a on the outside it looks like a regular trailer like you know a caravan uh, to use the British mm-hmm. term and then but the inside it looks like a sci-fi like lab. <laughs> <laughs> they've got like a bed a med bay bed for him and he gets up and yeah ha- this is the moment where i thought him and gonzalez were going to kiss because they, they're, they're watching the sunset like out in the cliff and there was definitely a moment where i'm like oh this is going to kiss and it's not that it was justified this is the pro i was i was going to complain about it if they did so fair play they didn't <laughs> but it really felt like they were going to for a second and i was ready to be annoyed i was like are they going to mm. i think yeah i think you maybe got there because she was very like emotional about the scene because she's seen a sunset because before she established that she couldn't leave that building or she would die mm-hmm. or something right so yeah. i think just being free of guy pierce's evil yeah, is no. why they're both having a moment so they they go to the the the, the jeep that's at the front of the, the 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 trailer and they are driving off into the sunset uh which is obviously a sequel bit because now he's got a team he's got his tech guy he's got her as sort of the main backup uh, but possibly one of the worst jokes in the entire movie. Maybe, well, maybe the second worst. I'll go back to the, the, what the worst one probably is. But the second worst joke in the entire movie is the very ending because as they're driving off into the sunset, you can hear the tech guy talking. He's like, oh, really? We're going to be this cliche driving off out of the sunset? I mean, hey, this is kind of a movie thing. What if this whole thing's been a simulator and it, it cuts some like mid-sentence to credits? And I'm like, you know what, movie? This isn't Total Recall. You don't get to like try and play that card where maybe this was all a simulation or or whatever no no you, you you've not set up for this or so even vin diesel has been in recall this whole time <laughs> you don't get to do that uh the worst joke however is the first tech guy who randomly so so isaac gonzalez like makes a penis joke at him uh about size and then there's a couple of scenes later he comes up to also guy, a bad joke also a bad joke yeah but he comes up to guy pierce uh, they're just setting up for the next thing they're doing and they're, they're waiting for Vin Diesel to get to the bad guy or not the bad guy but the target and 
it comes up to uh, the guy who's like, hey, can I get some of the aug augmentation technology put in my body? And Gipper's like, well, why would you want it? Like, like, is there a specific like part you think you need augmented? And he's like, eh, eh. you know what? Never mind. And he gets embarrassed and walks away. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he really... says it because one of the female workers comes in. Yes, that's right. Into yes. the room and sits down, and he's like, oh, yeah, never mind. I mean, the only thing I appreciate. <laughs> so awkward and nerdy. Yeah, like because there's good versions of the awkward nerdy character. This movie does not have them. <laughs> They do not work. Uh, yeah. Because Tech Guy number two's like main running thing is that he likes to eat a lot, so he's always like eating and stuff. To the yeah, point but he's just so trying to be funny. He is. He's trying really hard. <laughs> I, I tells a guy to not look at his butt when he walks up the stairs, like that's not Yeah. I don't know. It just it just didn't seem natural. The only the only redeeming factor of the first tech guy, I think and this is very small, very slight, is that all of the other people who work in the control room with him, who have no character names, who we never really get to meet, there's at least a few moments in the movie where after he cracks one of his really dumb lines, they just look annoyed at him, like, oh my god, this guy again. Like, yeah. they're reacting at least appropriately. The, uh, the, the extras know yeah. what kind of character he is. Like, oh my god. I, I almost wonder, was that even in the script for them to, like, roll their eyes like that? Or did, was it just captured, like, you know, candid, like, between takes because yeah. they were just so annoyed at it? How bad the act the character was, and they're like, ah, no. Nah. Like, am I really in this movie? <laughs> which, which actually literally happened, uh, kind of on Avengers. Do you know that joke on the the heli carrier where the guy turns around and he's playing Galaga? Mm-hmm. Um, they actually put that in digitally after the fact because it was just like a random shot of him turning around just to pay off the line that Robbie Downey Jr. ad libbed uh, earlier in the scene. They, they, they digitally just put it on the screen, and that's, that's really funny. That's a really inventive little, like, visual effect ad level, we'll call that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Uh, this is not as cool, but, I mean, I like the idea that this was just a natural eye roll <laughs> <laughs> that they, they just put in afterwards. Like, I, oh. I think I'm done talking about this movie. I mean, we're done. There's no more plot left. <laughs> It's towers like I demand we end this episode right now. Well, I mean, you've brought up Alan, a story about Alan Tudyk. You brought up uh, a story about the Avengers. <laughs> <clears throat> Amy Adams. <laughs> I, I think, mean, I think we're at the end. All right then, we will rate the film. We will, uh, we'll rate it out of ten. Tara, why don't you give your score so I can give it something lower? Okay. It's not a good movie. Um, there are parts that I didn't hate watching. Like uh, I, I think there's a lot of potential here. I think the the science fiction parts of it are pretty cool. Um, when it's not like super video game, and uh, I'm just gonna repeat myself. So, uh, we watch, we do watch bad movies. I don't think this is horrible. Uh, I'll give it a five. I think it's, I think it's sort of watchable. And, there are probably people out there who really like it. Yeah, I think five out of ten uh, is is Sony's like. If they get a five, they're happy with their movie. Like that, that's they're, <laughs> they're aiming for a five out of ten. Do the sequel. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So I will try. I'll try and do a sort of mimicky Vin Diesel voice here as I give it the uh, four out of ten. Okay, I can't do Vin Diesel. Four you have to pretend that you've just swallowed a bunch of rocks. And they're all like gurgling around uh, in there. 
I, I feel like if I try and do that, I'm just going to ruin my vocal cords. <laughs> I don't know how this man still has a voice, to I be don't honest. I don't know how to do it without going into a spliced alone. It's a four. <laughs> it's a four or five. Yeah, I give it a four. <laughs> four out of ten. Not four out of five. How dare you? <laughs> four out of ten. Uh, it's 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 not the worst thing ever, right? It, it it's it's like mediocre, uh, annoyingly cool. It's trying to be. It, it it whiffs on ideas. It's not the worst thing ever, though. But it's got that annoying Sony feel to it, and it's just they have this thing where so many of their movies just feel that way. Uh, I didn't see the newest Men in Black. I'm sure we'll do it at some point. We did the first Men in Black, but I'm sure we'll do all the sequels at some point. But you know, Sony have this thing. Uh, yeah. I, I, anyway, I feel like a Sony movie, all right? There's a, there's a feel <laughs> to their movies. Like, Life was an example, or, like, there's exceptions. They did technically distribute Moon, Moon, which is, like, a masterpiece, but... Didn't they, didn't they do uh, the, the new Spider-Man also? Te- the... Technically, but... No, I mean, I mean the, um, the so animated Sp- one. Spider-Verse. Okay, yeah. No, you're right. They're, the exception... Currently, Spider Verse, and technically the other ones because Marvel, even though Marvel are kind of doing the creative side of them, but yeah, did they do Venom? They did do Venom. Okay, this is very much a Venom movie. Yeah, it, 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 feel, it feels like the same studio who made Venom, doesn't it? It feels yeah, like the same people who did Venom, not the same creative. Pretty sure there's a team. shot during the fight, the final fight, that was the same as the Venom shot. <laughs> their final fight. Yeah, Venom's another movie that I, I would say is a Sony movie. It feels like a Sony movie. It's also about a five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And there you go. Uh, that is uh, Bloodshot. Hopefully you found some enjoyment in our rambles about the movie. Uh, hopefully you uh, you enjoyed. Uh, and you can let us what you thought of Bloodshot in the comments below if you happen to have seen it. You can like and subscribe. All that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at me underscore Fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show, we mentioned Patreon earlier, patreon.com slash TV. Go and have a look over there. Uh, but of course, liking stuff on YouTube does help a lot. It lets YouTube know that you think this content is worth people seeing, and they'll share it a little bit more if you do so. Uh, so please do give it a like. Uh, also, rate is on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us on there, five stars, little review. Again, same idea. It lets them share it out to more people. So uh, do all that. Tara, would you like to promote anything else that we uh, we do here on Mailfuss TV? Anything coming up, perhaps, that you may want to promote? Anything coming up? We'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> I mean, with I, another review. I was suggesting you maybe you'd want to promote the tournament thing. Uh... Oh, I don't really know what that is yet. <laughs> okay. I know that I've agreed to it. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we're doing a, a tournament of Spielberg movies, 16 Spielberg movies, going head to head, one round at a time. And uh, we're going to all sort of argue our case in the comments. We get to decide on YouTube uh, what the winners are. And it should be a fun time and cool and wacky and something different. And we'll see if it works. If it works, we'll, it'll be something we do more of. And if not, then uh, no big deal. And watch the train wreck, I guess. Watch it crash and burn <laughs> if it's terrible. Uh, fun. Uh, but that'll be coming soon-ish. Uh, I imagine the first round will start going out before the end of May. But I don't want to lock any concrete. <laughs> stuff into it all right got it but yeah so yeah check out all the things check out all the things uh but that is that is us that has been the atomic cinema experiment what, what about next week oh that's right you like to tell us tell them what they're doing next week it's a good good, good plan yeah 
even though it's got us into some trouble recently that I've had to edit because we've changed <laughs> things after the fact. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> I never said whose fault it was. I was just saying that this is why you may be. Okay, but I can tell him. Well, do you want to tell him? We'll tell him. Yes. Okay, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We're wrapping up the Jurassic Park movies so far, of course, uh, with Fallen Kingdom next week. So, something a little bit cool. different. Yeah. And then, after, in fact, the very week after that, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll give you a little bit more of a glimpse in the future. The very week after that, we're actually doing a vote winner, which also happens to be the start of the next franchise. So we're wrapping up one, and we're going straight into the next franchise the following week, which if you pay, pay attention to the vote winnings of patreon.com slash TV for last month, it is Planet of the Apes. So Wow, that's like a dozen movies. It's, it's and only it. one really bad one. <laughs> We'll see if I agree with that. I'm not. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but there's a bunch of fun ones, and there's like four either close to or straight up masterpieces. So, like, more on those later. Uh, but yeah, that has been the Atomic Serum Experiment. We are in the 60s now in terms of episode number. So, hopefully, you're still sticking with us. Uh, so, thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction movies, guys. And computer. At salsa. Yum, yum.